الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار اما بعد brothers and sisters in islam we are surrounded by something when we are surrounded by something all the time we tend not to pay much attention to it and this is the heedlessness which has compromised our ability to draw lessons from the signs that are around us allah subhanahu wa ta'ala draws our attention to this in the quran when he said subhanahu wa ta'ala wa kam min ayatin fi as-samawati wal ardi yamuruna alayha wa hum 'anha mu'ridun and how many signs are there in the heavens and the earth yamuruna alayha that we pass by every single day wa hum 'anha mu'ridun while we are completely heedless how many signs are there in the heavens and the earth that we pass by on a day-to-day basis while we are completely heedless one of the greatest signs in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation that is symbolic of our lives from a higher perspective are the clouds clouds brothers and sisters help us to examine our lives from a higher perspective clouds come in many shapes and forms symbolizing a multitude of sentiments aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha she said كان إذا رأى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم غيما أو ريحا عرف ذلك في وجهه عائشة said that when the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم saw clouds gathering or forming or saw wind passing by you could see the change in his face as I said clouds they represent in their different shapes and forms represent a different a multitude of sentiments she said that when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam saw clouds or could feel a strong wind coming through hurry for that ikatiwachi you could see that the change in his face sallallahu alaihi wasallam faqalat ya rasulullah ara an-nas idha ra'aw al-ghayn farihu raja'an an yakuna fihi al-matar wa araka idha ra'aytuhu araftu fi wajhik al-karahiya Aisha said, O Messenger of Allah, I see that when people see clouds, they become happy, excited. Hoping that there will be some rain in these clouds. She said, But I see you, when you see the clouds forming, 
I could see a displeasure in your face, a dislike in your face. So the Prophet was said, Ya Aisha, Wama you amminunani and yakuna fihi adabun kadhiba kawun birriya wa kadraa kawun al adab fakalu hada aribun muntiruna. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yakun bel hua mesta jeltun bihi rihun fihi adabun adi. The Prophet said, Aisha, Wama you amminuni and yakun fihi adab. What can guarantee me that what is in these clouds is not a punishment? See, people in their heedlessness, they see one thing. But when you live in the consciousness of your spirituality, you see something different. You see something different that most people can't see because they don't look through the lens of their religion. They don't look from the lens of their spirituality. They only see the vahir, what is apparent. <coughs> and we can blame many things in our society for this heedlessness that many of us suffer from. We are a nation of people who have, we revel <coughs> in our entertainment, revel in our you know, advancements in technology. And as a result of that, it has depleted our ability to be thinkers to be people who contemplate about the things that go on around us. So the Prophet ﷺ said, Aisha, what will guarantee me that in these clouds that you see, that everyone is so excited about? What can guarantee me that what is in these clouds is not a punishment? He said, He said, there were nations that came before us that were destroyed by strong winds destroyed by clouds forming over them and when they saw the clouds they said these are clouds coming to bring us rain and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said rather no this is not rain coming this is the punishment that you were too that you were not patient enough for <coughs> and in it is a severe punishment sometimes brothers and sisters clouds they symbolize doom gloom and disaster. They can obscure our vision and compromise or dim our optimism. However, every cloud, no matter how dark it is, has with it an element of a silver lining. Aisha said that the Prophet Sallallahu وأعوذ بك من شرها وشر ما فيها وشر ما أرسلت به. Aisha said that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, when he saw clouds forming, he would supplicate, Oh Allah, I ask you for the good of it, the good that is in it, and the good for which it was sent. And I seek refuge with you from the evil in it, the evil of it, the evil in it, and the evil for which it was sent. And if you notice in here, the Prophet ﷺ is asking for the good that is in these dark clouds that he saw forming. And if there weren't any good in these clouds, then the Prophet ﷺ wouldn't have asked for it. Which shows us that there's a silver lining component with every dark cloud. Rather, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Allahu الذي يرسل الرياح 
فتثير سحابا فيبسطه في السماء كيف يشاء ويجعله كسفا فترى الورق يخرج من خلاله فإذا أصاب به من يشاء من عباده إذا هم يستبشرون Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that he is the one who sends forth the wind. Pay attention to the metaphors in the Qur'an, brothers and sisters. Be able to connect current conditions to ancient traditions. We look at the Qur'an, we look at the sunnahs, just these ancient tales of old, the Zafirul Awwaleen. These old tales that we have in our religious book, our holy book. But in these metaphors, in these stories, the Qur'an is timeless, brothers and sisters. Meaning the Qur'an is not restricted to time or place. The core concepts that are in these ayats, in these traditions that we have from the Prophet ﷺ is applicable to every time and every place. It just takes a wise individual from amongst us intelligent, wise individual from amongst us to connect current conditions to ancient traditions. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says that He is the one who sends forth the wind that brings the clouds together and then He breaks the clouds up into kisafa, into fragments. And then you will see rain coming out of these clouds and when he allows the rain to fall on a particular group of people, that they are grateful and they rejoice in the rain that has come down to them. Clouds, brothers and sisters, they symbolize change in that they come and they go. Much like trial and tribulation, which are transitory and short-lived, which gives the believer a silver lining of hope. And while the presidential election hovers over the heads of the American Muslim community like a black cloud, it does carry with it an element of change. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the community of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, لَا تَحْسَبُوهُ شَرًّا لَكُمْ بَلْ هُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ Don't consider it an evil thing. Rather consider it a good thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, عَسَىٰ أَن تَقْرَهُ شَيْئًا وَيَجْعَلُ اللَّهُ بِهِ خَيْرًا كَثِيرًا That perhaps you may hate a thing and end it, and in it is an abundance of good. Meaning, no matter how dark our calamity seems, we never fail to see the wisdom, the hikmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as He is in control. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala غَالِبٌ عَلَىٰ أَمْرِهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always was, always is, and always will be subhanahu wa ta'ala in control. Never forget that. Some of us are going to be consumed with this. Some people are going to sell their religion, sell their soul, in order to integrate into what this society is becoming. Already on the internet, you have sisters telling other sisters, take off your hijab if you're in fear. Already we're beginning to conform. Not realizing that a queen dies with her crown. A queen doesn't remove her crown because of the opposition to her rule. A queen, king, they die with their crown. 
But you already have the Muslim community, the Muslim Ummah, beginning to transform in order to show the, you know, what's coming. So some people are going to be consumed. As the Prophet said, Hasten to do good deeds before there comes over you a time of trial and tribulation, like the depths of the darkness of the night. The Prophet said that during these times, a man will wake up a believer and go to sleep a disbeliever. Meaning throughout the course of his day, he may do or say something that will immediately Islam, remove him immediately from the fold of Islam. Trying to find where he fits in. Or he go to sleep a believer and wake up a disbeliever. Sell his religion for a portion of this dunya. Completely consumed by fear. And some will draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during these times, realizing that there is no refuge, there is no success except with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no running from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, only running to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is our silver lining. Perhaps this situation will wake the masses of Muslims out of their state of sleeplessness. When Nasuniyam will sleep, and perhaps a situation like this shakes us just to wake us up. Don't consider it a bad thing, consider it a good thing. As in the story of Musa and Khidr, Sometimes we are not always able to see the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this situation, especially at its infinite stages. Its infant stages. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about Musa and Khidr, فَانْتَلَقَ حَتَّى إِذَا رَقِبَ فِي السَّفِينَةِ فَخَرَقَهَا قَالَ أَخَرَقْتَهَا لِيُخْرِقَ أَهْلَهَا لَقَدْ جِئْتَ شَيْئًا إِمْرًا That Musa and Khidr, they began to proceed on their journey. And Khidr saw a boat and he put a hole in the boat. Musa turned to Khidr and he said, What is wrong with you? You're putting a hole in the boat so the people on the boat can drown? You have done something despicable, atrocious. And then later on, Khidr had to explain to Musa, Khidr told Musa, I put a hole in the boat so the boat could sink just a little because on the water there was an evil ruler, evil king that was collecting boats that was robbing people of their merchandise. So I wanted him to pass by this boat thinking that the boat was, you know, inoperable and leave it and then I could repair the boat back. Sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows for a smaller oppression to repel a greater oppression. Sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows for a smaller oppression to repel a greater oppression. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows our capability. 
He knows what we can handle, subhanahu wa ta'ala. La yukallifu Allahu nafsan illa ma ataha wa sayaj'alu Allahu ba'da usri yusra. That Allah does not place on a soul more than what it can bear, more than He has given it the capacity to bear, and so soon will Allah make after difficulty ease. Never doubt the hikmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, brothers and sisters. No matter how dark things seem, don't ever doubt the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He knows what he's doing, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the same with the killing of the boy and the fixing the wall of the orphans. Fear, brothers and sisters, it represents many things for many people. But for the believer, fear represents a rujur ilallahi jalla wa ala. Fear represents returning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Man khafa min shay'in farra minhu wa man khafa min Allahi jalla wa ala farra ilayhi. Whoever fears something, they run away from it. But when we fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we run to Him. La mafarra min Allahi illa ilayhi. There's no running from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except running to Him. So while fear represents things for other people to the believer, Fear represents a wujur ilallahi jalla wa'ala. Even non-Muslims understand this, that when they are in fear, they return to God. Even non-Muslims understand this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran that even non-Muslims who don't understand the concept of to'eed, when everything is going their way, they understand it when they are in times of difficulty and despair. Despite their detachment from any religious lifestyle or doctrine, they turn to God. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, فَإِذَا رَقِبُوا فِي الْفُلْكِ دَعْوَ اللَّهَ مُخْلِسِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ فَلَمَّا نَجَّاهُمْ مِنَ الْبَرِّ إِذَا هُمْ يُشْرِكُونَ That when they ride out on the ocean, they call on God, مُخْلِسِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ Sincere! Because there's something about fear that makes a person turn only to God. There's something about fear that makes a person sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is why Allah responds mubashara, responds immediately. Because when you are in fear, that is when your dua is the most sincere. Because you really need his help, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in another ayah, or he says, and continue in the ayah, that when they ride on a boat, they turn to Allah, mukhlisina lahudin. Sincerely calling on him, and then when Allah gives them safety back to land, they associate partners with Allah. Subhanallah, as some of the scholars say, that they are sincere in times of fear, but they are associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when they're in times of you know prosperity and everything is good. However, you'll find some of the Muslims, the total opposite, that when we are in times of prosperity, in times of prosperity, we call on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in times of fear, you'll find us looking for other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Looking for other than Allah in times of fear. When the time of fear is the time to be solely dedicated to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in another ayah, وَإِذَا غَشْيَهُمْ مَوْجُمْ كَذْبُلَ لِدَعْوِ اللَّهَ مُخْلِسِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ فَلَمَّا نَجَّاهُمْ إِلَى الْبَرْبِ فَمِنْهُمْ مُقْتَصِدْ 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and when they see the waves coming upon them, one after another, they call on Allah, sincere. And when Allah gives them safety, then some of them, they turn on their hills and they worship other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or they ascribe partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the last ayat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and when they see the waves encompassing them from every angle, they call on Allah, sincere. That's what fear does, even to people who are disbelievers. Even to people who have no connection, inkling of a connection to any religious doctrine, religious lifestyle, when they are in extreme states of fear, they turn to God alone. There's no Jesus, there's oh my God. God help me. Because that's what fear does. And if that's the case with people who are heedless of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then what do you think about those who spend their five, at least five times a day bowing down to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So fear to the human being, brothers and sisters, even the most unreligious from amongst us represents change from a state of heedlessness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to a state of consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the waves that we have that have encompassed us as American Muslim community and society should only serve to strengthen our reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our relationship with him man khafa min shaykhin farra min man khafa min Allahi jalla wa alla farra whoever is in fear of something then he runs away from it but when the Muslim fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he runs to him بارك الله لي ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعني وإياكم بما جاء فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول ما تسمعون أستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المؤمنين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله العلي الجبار غافل الذنب وقابل التوب الشديد الإقام وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله As Muslims watching the presidential election unfold it is imperative that we view what is taking place through the lens of a greater force that is working parallel to the one that we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran وَإِذَا أَرَدْنَا أَن نُهْلِكَ قَرْيَةً أَمَرْنَا مُطْرَ فِيهَا فَفَسَقُوا فِيهَا فَحَقَّ عَلَيْهَا الْقَوْلُ فَدَمَّرْنَاهَا تَدْمِيرَهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and when we want to destroy a nation, when we want to destroy a nation, أَمَرْنَا مُطْرَ فِيهَا يعني صَلَّقَ عَلَيْهِمْ مُطْرَ فِيهَا that we give authority to the most ignorant, the most sinful from amongst them. I may do nothing but create facade, corruption in the earth. And then my punishment against them becomes justified. And we destroy them. 
قد روى إمام الطبراني رحمه الله تعالى عن كعب الأحبار أنه سمع رجلا يدعو على الحجاج من يوسف فقال لا تفعل فإنكم من أنفسكم آتيتم يعني أنتم أنتم الذين آتيتم بحجاج وإنا نخاف إن عزل الحجاج أو مات أن يستولى عليكم كردة والخنازير إن أعمالكم عمالكم وكما تكون يولى عليكم كما تكون يولى عليكم This is a reality that many of us may not be ready to hear. But as I said before, as we see this force taking place in front of us, we also have to be aware of that shadow force that is also working in the background that we can't see but we believe in. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control. But Imam al-Tabarani, he mentioned in his awsat, Mu'jam al-awsat, on the authority of Ka'b al-Ahbar, who said that he heard a man making dua against one of the governors of Iraq during that time, Hujjaj ibn Yusuf. Hujjaj was tyrannical leader from the Umayyad period of the Islamic history, responsible for killing many of the Tabi'un and some of the Sahaba, most notably Abdullah ibn Subair at the Kaaba. Hujjaj ibn Yusuf, as tyrannical as he was, Ka'b al-Ahbar, he heard a man raising his hands, making dua against Hujjaj. And he said, La taf'al, don't make dua against Hujjaj. He said, You were the ones who put Hujjaj in position of leadership over you. You did this. He said, I fear that if Hujjaj is removed, or he dies, then we will be ruled by apes and pigs because there's nothing worse than Hujjaj except that. He said, He said, your deeds become your leaders. Just as you are, so will be the leaders over you. Just as you are, so will be the leaders over you. It was mentioned in another narration on the authority of Ka'b al-Ahbar أنه قال إن لكل زمان ملكا يبعثه الله سبحانه وتعالى على نحو قلوب أهله فإذا أراد صلاحهم بعد عليهم مصلحة وإذا أراد هلاكهم بعد عليهم مطرقيهم Ka'b al-Ahbar said that in every time إن لكل زمان ملكا that in every time there's a ruler, there's a king, a ruler, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places the ruler over the people based upon the condition of the hearts of those people. Based upon the condition of the hearts of those people, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants good for that nation, that he places over them a righteous leader, Righteous leader. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to destroy them, then he places over them the most corrupt, the most worse from amongst them. Qala Abdul Malik ibn Marwan, 
ما أنصفتمونا يا معشر الرعية تريدون منا سيرة أبي بكر وعمر ولا تسيرون فينا ولا في أنفسكم سيرة أبي بكر وعمر عبد الملك بن مروان another leader from the Umayyad period the Umayyad dynasty from the history of Islam he addressed his community he said ما أنصفتمونا يا معشر الرعية he said, oh citizens, you have not been fair with us. You want us to deal with you like Abu Bakr and Umar during their leadership, during their term as Khalifa. He said, but you don't act like the people that was during the time of the Khilafah of Abu Bakr and Umar. You don't act like the people. How do you want us to deal with you like Abu Bakr and Umar dealt with their people when you don't act like the people that were under Abu Bakr and Umar? It's not fair. It's not fair for us to cry for good governance, good leadership. And look at the people that we've become as a society. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَكَذَلِكَ نُوَلِّي بَعْضَ الظَّالِمِينَ عَلَى الْبَعْضِ And likewise, we place, we place oppressors over oppressors. كَذَلِكَ نُوَلِّي بَعْضَ الظَّالِمِينَ عَلَى الْبَعْضِ We place oppressors over oppressors. When we look at the word ظُلْم in the Arabic language, ظُلْم, what does this word mean? We often translate it as oppression. Vun, it means to tajawuz al-hajj, to exceed the limits, to exceed the necessary limits. That's what vun means. And when we look at us, our situation as a nation of people, Muslims included, we are a nation of excess in everything. We want excess in everything evidenced by the fact that we concentrate so much on quantity and we care nothing about quality. In our leadership, in our schools, everything, you name it. We want the big degrees, but we don't care whether those big degrees have any concern to serve the interests of the Muslims. We're concerned completely about quantity, not about the quality. That within itself is excess. We want more for little. We are a nation of excess. And unfortunately, who has been selected as commander-in-chief is a representative. It represents who we are as a nation of people. I'll leave you with the statement of Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala. He said, وَتَأَمَّ الْحِكْمَةَ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى فِي أَنْ جَعَلَ مُلُوكِ الْعِبَادِ وَأُمْرَاءَهُمْ وَوُلَاتُهُمْ مِنْ جَنْسِ أَعْمَالِهِمْ He said, pay attention to the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how he places the leaders, authorities over people based upon the deeds of those people. Look at the hikmah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this. He said, كَأَنَّ أَعْمَالُهُمْ أُمْرَأَهُمْ وَوُلَاتُهُمْ وَظَهَرَتْ فِي صُورِ وُلَاتِهِمْ وَمُلُوكِهِمْ 
He said, it's as if the deeds of the people manifest themselves in the leaders that are placed over them. La ilaha He said, it's as if the deeds, he said, it's as if the deeds of the people manifest themselves in the leaders and the authorities that are placed over them. He said, He said, if the nation, if the citizens are righteous, if the citizens, if they are upright, then their leaders, their authorities, their kings will be upright. And if they are oppressive, then their leaders and their authorities will be oppressive. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in them, he says, that Allah will never leave the believers in the situation that they are in until He separates those who truly believe from those who just profess from their tongues to die. <coughs> Trial and tribulation, brothers and sisters, its, des its design is to bring out the real you. That is the nature of fitna. The nature of fitness to bring out the real you. And we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during these times that he brings out the sidq, the truthfulness in us, the ikhlas, the sincerity that is in us, the sabr, the patience that is in us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, muqallib al-qulub and yuthabbit qulubana ala deeni. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the changing of the hearts, to make our hearts firm on his deen, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Na Allahumma inna nas'aluka al-huda wa-tuqa wa-alfafa wal-ghina. Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubba. وحب من يحبك وحب عمل يقربنا إلى حبك يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين ودمر أعداءنا أعداء الدين وأحم هوزة الإسلام يا رب العالمين اللهم رد شبابنا وشباب المسلمين إلى دينهم ردا جميلا اللهم رد المسلمين إلى دينهم ردا جميلا اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى وعفاف والغناء اللهم صلِّ وسلِّم وزِد وبارك على عبدك ورسولك محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقيم الصلاة